Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Numbers. Hello and happy Monday, faithful listeners. This is Jen with the Bible Explained podcast. And today is such a sleepy day. I don't know what it is. (laughs) I'm tired today. I'm very tired. I've got my coffee, but I don't know. It's not waking me up today. And also my microwave is broken. So I can't heat up my coffee 500 times anymore. (laughs) No, seriously, that's what I do. I let it go cold. Then I go heat it up. Then I take a sip, then I let it go cold, then I heat it up. And I do it probably like five or six times. I'm not even joking. I probably use my microwave more than I do my coffee. (laughs) But all right, let's go ahead and read Numbers chapter 18. I'm only going to read a little bit today. Verses 1 through 7. We're going to talk a little bit about God and his commands to the Levite tribe. So let's see what he has to say. I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. Yahweh said to Aaron, You and your sons and your father's house with you shall bear the iniquity of the sanctuary, and you and your sons with you shall bear the iniquity of your priesthood. Bring your brothers also, the tribe of Levi, the tribe of your father, near with you, that they may be joined to you and minister to you. But you and your sons with you shall be before the tent of the testimony. They shall keep your commands and the duty of the whole tent. Only they shall not come near to the vessels of the sanctuary and to the altar, that they not die, neither they nor you. They shall be joined to you and keep the responsibility of the tent of meeting for all the service of the tent. A stranger shall not come near to you. You shall perform the duty of the sanctuary and the duty of the altar, that there be no more wrath on the children of Israel. Behold, I myself have taken your brothers, the Levites, from among the children of Israel. They are a gift to you, dedicated to Yahweh, to do the service of the tent of meeting. You and your sons with you shall keep your priesthood for everything of the altar, and for that within the veil. You shall serve. I give you the service of the priesthood as a gift. The stranger who comes near you shall be put to death. So you might think that some of this stuff has been repeated, and it actually has. A lot of this has been repeated from the other stuff that God has told the Levites what they're allowed to do and not allowed to do. A lot of this was mentioned back in the book of Leviticus, even if you've been uh, with me for that long. You'll hear some of this stuff, but some of it's a little bit different here in Numbers chapter 18. There's a few verses that's a little different. But first, before I get into those, let me do a little recap about what God is saying here. So Aaron, the high priest, is the only one allowed inside the tent of meeting, inside the most holy place. Now, Aaron's sons, the priests, were allowed inside the tent of meeting, but they were never allowed to go inside the most holy place, which was where God lived. And even Aaron himself, the high priest, could only go into the most holy place once a year on the Day of Atonement. So the priests were the only ones allowed inside the tent of meeting or near the altar at all. Anybody else was not allowed near these things. That was very clear. And God states that here. It says uh, basically that none of the tribe of Levi was supposed to go into the tent and they were not supposed to go near the altar. Here's what it says in verse three. They shall not come near to the vessels of the sanctuary and to the altar that they not die, neither they nor you. So only... The high priest and the priest were allowed to go near these things. 
And God actually calls this an iniquity, which is kind of interesting. In verse one, he says, you, Aaron, and your sons and your father's house with you shall bear the iniquity of the sanctuary and bear the iniquity of your priesthood. I find that so fascinating because God also calls these two things a gift down in verse seven. So they're both an iniquity and a gift. In verse seven, it says, I give you the service of the priesthood as a gift. So it's a gift to be able to work as a priest, but it's also very hard. It's an iniquity or a vice, basically. Like it's it's a hard burden that these priests are going to have to go through in order to do all this. So I just find it interesting that God calls it both an iniquity, which is not typically considered to be a, a good word, and then also a gift. So everything that is that God gives us that's hard to do is worth doing. My husband told me that years and years ago, <laughs> and it actually stuck with me, when I was doing my job at the factory, he used to tell me, and nothing that's easy is worth doing. And I was just like, whatever, Garrett, you don't, you don't know what you're talking about. But he was absolutely right, because I'm really glad I ended up sticking that job out in the long run, even though it was terrible. But yeah, I mean, everything that God gives you that is a hard thing to do is worth doing. It turns out to be a gift in the end. And that's what God was giving these priests, a gift, a hard gift, but certainly a gift one way or the other. So yes, these priests had to make sure that everything was going well in the tabernacle. They had to make sure that uh, the people were constantly being forgiven, were being atoned for, paid for, bought back, whatever you want to say, so that their sins would be forgiven, so that the people, this entire congregation of Israel, of millions of people, would be forgiven and not die in their sins. That was the point of the priesthood. And the high priest was supposed to be Aaron. And then his sons and his grandsons and his great grandkids, they were all supposed to carry down the line of priest and high priest. But the one thing I want to mention here is kind of something interesting in verse five. And this is something I've been thinking about a lot recently. And the reason I started thinking about it was actually an episode I did, I think last week or maybe the week before, where I said that when the plague started, I think it was in Numbers chapter 15 or 16. The plague started because the people rebelled with Korah. This plague started decimating the people because they were unrepentant. They were uh, totally rebelling against God. They were starting a riot. They might have been trying to kill Moses and Aaron, God's chosen people. And so God starts the plague. And the one thing that Aaron does to stop the plague is he takes part of the altar, part of the altar of forgiveness, because that's what the altar was. The altar was the source of forgiveness before Jesus came to earth, because the people would bring the animals that would take the place of the person. These animal sacrifices would be killed. The people would have to place their hands on these animals to recognize how they are literally putting their sins on an innocent thing and causing that thing to die in their place. That was the point of animal sacrifice. Because in order to be forgiven of sins, death had to happen. That has been the law since Adam and Eve ate of that fruit. And God made it very clear in the Garden of Eden that if they eat of that fruit, they would surely die. They would die in their sins or something else would have to die for them 
in order for them to be forgiven of their sins. That's the law of sin and death. That's what Christians call it. So this animal would die in the person's place. And on that altar, that is where that person would be forgiven. When God saw, and I guess smelled, that animal being burned, he would forgive that person of their sins. And of course, this was only temporary because that person would go back the next day and do something again <laughs> that was a sin. And then the, the entire process would have to be started over. So this was a temporary forgiveness of sins until, of course, Jesus came and paid for him permanently. But when Aaron takes of some of that coal off of the altar and puts it into the censer and lights it and runs into the camp with this little piece of the altar of forgiveness, God sees Aaron do that and he stops the plague and forgives the people. And that's here what verse five says. You shall perform the duty of the sanctuary and the duty of the altar that there be no more wrath on the children of Israel because sin is rebellion and sin is against God and God, because he's so just, has to punish sin. So Aaron's entire role here and the priest's role was to do exactly what verse five says. In fact, this is the verse that really could sum up all of the priests, everything. Verse five, that there be no more wrath on the children of Israel. You must perform the duty of the sanctuary and the duty of the altar. I do a college and career group. And one thing we talked about, I want to say like two years ago, somebody asked me in that group, they're like, why don't we see more of the Old Testament God in the New Testament? Like God the Father, where he's so just and he, you know, shows his justness towards the people. Why don't we see more of that in the New Testament? And honestly, I didn't have a very good answer for that until the other day <laughs> when I saw the story of Aaron running through the, the camp with the piece of the altar. And for some reason, it just clicked with me. It's because the second God saw that piece of the altar running through the camp, or rather Aaron running with it, he remembered the forgiveness, the forgiveness of sins when he saw that, and he stopped the plague. In his mercy, he forgave the people because of that altar. But now, Jesus's blood has covered all of us at all times. And it says in Hebrews that Jesus is up there in heaven with God the Father, standing next to him, asking God the Father to forgive us, interceding for us constantly. So that is why we don't see as much of God's wrath in the New Testament as we do in the Old. God is still around. God the Father is still just. He's still up in heaven. But because our sins have permanently been covered and Jesus is standing there next to him saying, my blood has covered that person, God the Father, just like he stopped the plague in the Old Testament, only a couple chapters ago, he stops his wrath and instead shows his mercy towards the people because our sins have been covered. And I don't know why that just that struck me so much the other day, but it did. So before that, before Jesus, that was the role of these human priests who couldn't do the same thing Jesus is doing for us literally on a constant basis with God the Father. These priests could only do it temporarily. 
and they could only do it to their human ability. They were supposed to take care of the altar so that God would not have to show his wrath on the people, his anger on the people for them rebelling, for them sinning, for them just totally going against God. The priests would make sure that the people were covered. So this was a very important role and a very tough role at the same time. But now we can ask for forgiveness anytime we need to. We don't have to do animal sacrifices. They are totally unnecessary anymore. They're just unnecessary. We don't need them because Jesus did it for us. So anybody that thinks that they still need to do animal sacrifices don't understand the power of Jesus. Animal sacrifices are totally unnecessary because Jesus has covered us completely. Now, of course, that being said, that's not the entire story. We obviously have to uh, accept Jesus's forgiveness and Jesus's uh, sacrifice for us to be able to be near to the Father because that's what Jesus says. But I still find it pretty interesting that uh, I guess I had a little bit of a deeper insight onto, you know, God the Father and his relationship with Jesus. And I found that pretty pretty interesting and I want to share that with you guys. So faithful listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode today and that you were blessed by it. But of course, come back tomorrow. We'll be doing an episode out of Luke. And I think we're about halfway done with Luke, if not a little bit more. And we're going to be finishing up Luke pretty soon here. So tune in tomorrow for an episode out of Luke. Share the podcast with somebody and go over to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash p40ministries to keep updated with everything we are doing. But anyway, guys, happy listening and God bless. Thank you.